The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And today we're talking about strategies, strategies in the workplace. My guest is Dr. Mary Lippitt. She's the CEO and founder of Enterprise Management Limited. She has devised mindsets and strategic thinking tools for leaders in her breakthrough and award-winning new book, Brilliant or Blunder, Six Ways Leaders Navigate Uncertainty, Opportunity, and Complexity. And we're going to be talking about this with Dr. Mary Lippitt. She is a member of the American Society of Training and Development and serves on the faculty of South Florida. Uh, Dr. Lippitt developed the Leadership Spectrum Profile, and she wrote the Leadership Spectrum, Six Business Priorities That Get Results. All right. Welcome. Welcome, Mary. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. We were talking before the show, and you said, Okay, Patricia, we're going to you know, use you as an example uh, to see if we can come up with a strategy or um, you know, what is a mindset that you have developed. And I think that's really good because I have a good one. But let's talk about how you came up with these six mindsets. Okay. Well, first I'd like to clarify that a mindset, it has nothing to do with a person's IQ. It has nothing to do with their, their style. It is basically what we think is the most important thing to do right now. And so it's different. And what we're trying to suggest is that sometimes we have a mindset that's based on habit and we can be blindsided because we tend to rely on the tried and true. Uh, These six mindsets encourage us to look beyond our habits or our normal practices because we have to really adjust to the changes and the complexity that we're facing with. So a mindset is a framework, a filter for collecting information before we leap into a decision. And therefore, it is something that we can easily um, adjust to and make sure that we aren't going to fall into um, the the traps that that result in high-risk decisions. So the mindsets are the six things in an organization that an organization has to balance to ensure that they're making the brilliant decisions. Mm. Let's go over them. Let's look at the first one, inventing mindset. Explain that. Well, the inventing mindset says, what are the new things that we can offer? Uh, what can we do to be an industry leader? What can we do to leverage technology within our organization? What can we do to be, tap the internal 
internal synergies. Sometimes organizations have silos, and there are some synergies that we could tap, but no one thinks about, let's say, looking inside for our innovation. Frequently, people spend all their time looking outside. So the inventing mindset says, what can we do differently? What can we do that we haven't tried before? And uh, what options are there to improve our products and services? So is that more of the right brain thinker, more of the creative visionary thinker that really works with that mindset? Not necessarily. Uh, A Mm. lot of the inventing uh, can be done with what I'll call the engineering mindset, where we look at, um, you know, as I say, gaps in the organization, and that comes from analysis. It doesn't come from um, the the right brain, truly creative, out-of-the-box thinking. The inventing includes out-of-the-box thinking, but it also includes in-the-box thinking. Interesting. All right, what about catalyzing? That's your second one. Well, the catalyzing mindset, um, and by the way, these usually follow the organizational life cycle. A new product is where an organization starts, and after you come up with a new product or you reinvent your products or expand your product line, then you have to take it to market. And the catalyzing is saying, what can I do in the market to attract customers, keep customers, um, be a better competitor than, than what the market is currently offering. And, and it's saying, basically, what can we do to be a fast, responsive service organization? Because it isn't good enough just to have you know, a, a great product. You have to be able to make sure that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that, that the customers like the product and you have to share it and get it out there. And so the catalyzing mindset is very externally focused on the customers and the competition. So in that mindset, you'd be looking at what's your competition offering and how well are they doing, yes? Correct, and then how can we position ourselves to either be perceived as offering better value? Mm. But also, I mean, we can't just look at new customers. We also have to look at retaining our existing customer base. Yes. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't look at that as much. I spend a lot of time really... um, I don't know if the word is catering, but servicing my existing clients because they're my, that's my big draw. In a, and, and, you know, definitely I have to look for new business, but I really have to take care of the, of the people who are really supporting what I'm doing. Yes, because frankly, they can be a wonderful referral source for you. It's much better to, to attract new customers that have been recommended to you by an existing customer. Yes. All right. The developing mindset. Explain that. Well, this is a hard jump for most entrepreneurs. The developing mindset says, let's look at how we're going to be structured. Are we going to be functionally oriented? Are we going to be geographically oriented? Are we going to be product line oriented? And in addition, it's saying that we have to create systems and policies to ensure that we can uh, provide continuing excellence. I don't know if you're aware of it, but some companies are so good at you know, putting out the fires and the catalyzing mindset that they don't think about doing the developing mindset, which is creating a system where you don't have as many fires and that you can become uh, this seamless operational organization that um, does not uh, have as many of those um, chaotic it's, situations. Yeah. That so that, that means that you have to really look at what's happened before that's been chaotic or crisis, 
right? Mm-hmm. And how can you prevent that next time? Correct. And, and a lot of the, the issues that seem mundane, I mean, things like, you know, do you have a, a pay policy that matches your need? Do you have uh, the systems to provide you with the information in a timely fashion? So some of those things like the IT systems don't give you the return on investment because it obviously is a capital expense, but it is very important to ensure that you can provide continuing excellent service uh, to your customer base. All right. The fourth one is performing mindset, improving quality and efficiency. Correct. The performing mindset says we have systems in place. Now, where can we tweak them? Where can we make them more efficient? Where can we reduce uh, any waste? Um, what will improve our quality? Uh, what will improve our financial return, whether it's a ret- you know, ROI um, improvement that we're looking for or some kind of uh, profit margin increase? So it's taking a look at what we have in, and turning it from the macro view that is the developing mindset into a more detailed study of what we're doing now and what we could be doing better. Mm. This reminds me, and you'll have to, I don't remember the name, but back in the 80s, there was a whole system they used in production. It mm-hmm. was a special way of measurement, and I forgot the name of it. it was well, like, sometimes it's called lean manufacturing, sometimes it's called Six Sigma, sometimes it's called quality improvement. Right. All, all of those approaches mm. are suggesting that the mindset that's driving action right now is the performing mindset. Right. Okay. All right. And then we have the fifth one, which is protecting. Yes. After you have a perfectly organized structure and the systems have been uh, maximized, then the question is, who is running this operation? I need to keep these people I've trained. I need to have a culture that is high performing. Because if I have a, a, a wonderfully smooth efficient system, but the people running it don't know how to operate it. I'm at a loss. So the uh, protecting mindset says, let's look at our talent. What can we do to keep them, train them, prepare them for the future? And what is our um, culture? Are we a culture that can make changes? Um, We should have um, some continuity and some tradition, some esprit de spirit, you know, that kind of um, pride. But we also have to continually make sure that our culture doesn't become stuck in the mud. So what is the culture that we have and what modifications to our culture are necessary? Uh, One of our wonderful leadership gurus, Peter Drucker, said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So no matter how wonderful your vision is, if your people aren't going to implement it, it will not produce the results you want. And the protecting mindset takes a look at that succession planning. I've worked in organizations where literally 80 to 90% of their people can retire in five years. Someone hasn't been looking at the people issues because you can't have that much experience walking out the door without a huge price to pay. Mm. So you have to be training people all the time, right? Keeping them in the loop. And, and, And again, with an eye toward the new competencies. Don't just be too set with, this is, these are the competencies and skills we've needed in the past. You have to step back a little bit and say, you know, what are the competencies that are going to be needed in the future? Because I need to keep these people 
uh, up to speed so that we can have the flexibility and adaptability that the organization needs to thrive. You know, when I wonder if that's a weak link in the chain, you know, are, they pay, are companies paying enough attention to the protecting mindset, to maintaining? Actually, I think you're correct. Um, I think yeah. that the current image is that, you know, these, this workforce is only going to be here for a couple of years, so why should I invest in them? Yeah. And yeah. the reality is, is that workforce leaves because they have not had the challenging opportunities to grow. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think we need to re-examine our assumptions um, and, and not um, make the assumption that I'll just use the skills they have and when they leave, they leave and everybody is a replaceable part. Yeah. That, that is proven. You know, that, that worked for Henry Ford in the early days of automation, but that is not what works now. I mean, I think we can see that when... People took call centers internationally, thinking, okay, I'll save the call. And and what they found was that the individuals overseas could not provide the level of service that the customers wanted. Well, I I think also what happens, too, is that you're so busy um, looking at the day-to-day operations that you're not thinking about the future. And the future could be tomorrow. You know, what if somebody died? And, and, you know, it could be, you, you just don't know. So it, it, it's, you said it's kind of like that insurance policy, you know, really. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and All I right. think we've had examples where someone was, you know, passed away unexpectedly, whether it was a plane crash or something else. And um, we need to have that succession plan in, in place in case something like that does happen. Okay. All right. And before we do the break, um, go to break. Let's do the last one. Challenging mindset, a passion or position for the future. Explain that one. Well, we, in addition to this, again, is looking externally because um, the prior three have been internally focused. This one looks externally at what, do we, what are the trends that we, that we see? Uh, what are the new niches or opportunities that we can capture? Because the world is changing. Um, and as someone told me, do you want to be the next, you know, they used to say buggy whip manufacturer, but you don't also want to be the next BlackBerry that had a huge market share and failed to see the trend and therefore lost a large portion of their, ma- of their market share. Yeah, I see that. We'll talk about this after, but I see that in my work, whether I'm writing or whether I'm broadcasting, that you've got to be aware of what's going on in the industry, not just yes. with your own program or your own book, because it's, it's what are people buying? What are they listening to? And if you can't, you know, if you can't match that, then you're not current anymore. So it, it's, it, I know that's a very small example because I'm an entrepreneur, but it's still the same principle. And it's not only, you know, what are your current customers uh, trends, but you know what are the customers that you're not addressing that you could yeah. capture, yeah, and some of those good. now are international. Mm, yeah, very good. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to Dr. Mary Lippitt. She's such a fascinating book, Brilliant or Blunder: Six Ways Leaders Navigate Uncertainty, Opportunity, Complexity. And uh, Mary, what is the website? Oh, here it is: BrilliantOrBlunder.com brilliantblunder.com and there also there's a YouTube channel as well so folks are listening to Patricia Raskin positively and in this first half hour my guest is Dr. Mary Lippitt uh, author of Brilliant or Blunder we'll be right back right after the break right here on Voice America 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows. As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to the second half, the first half hour. And my guest is Dr. Mary Lippitt. Her book is Brilliant or Blunder, Six Ways Leaders Navigate Uncertainty, Opportunity, and Complexity. You can log on to brilliantorblunder.com. And Dr. Mary Lippitt is a member of the American Society of Training and Development and serves on the faculty of the University of South Florida. She developed the Leadership Spectrum Profile, which was a winner of the Human Resource Executive Top Training Product Award. And her other book is The Leadership Spectrum, Six Business Priorities that Get, that get Results. She also won a bronze award for that book as Best Business Book of 2002. All right. Welcome back, Mary. Uh, okay. So you're going to put me to the test here. Go ahead. I'm afraid I am. I think that's a good example if you're willing to do it. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. Well, tell me about a situation that is a not that is very limited to a particular organization at a point in time, a project or an initiative that you are um, considering. Could you tell me what it is in just a couple of sentences? And then I'm going to ask you three questions to identify the driving mindset. Okay. It's it's a major client of mine um, that I've worked with for, um, it's a major, yeah, it's a a very big conglomerate. Okay. That I have... um, I think the word might be subcontracted with for years now. Okay. Well, and so they can have, you think of just, one project you're working on y- right yes, now? Don't, yes. don't identify it. I mean, just have it in your mind. And let me ask you three questions. Is that okay? Sure, because I was going to tell you what, what the situation was. But go ahead. Okay. Well, the qu- first question, in the, for this situation, what is the most important thing that you think has to happen next 
to move that situation forward. We have to determine the new price structure. They have gone way up on their rates uh, and never had done that in all these years. New mandates, huge hikes in, in, uh, in rates okay. for, for me. And then what is it that keeps you, would keep you up awake at night if you were going to describe a concern or a worry that you have regarding this project or initiative for that client? Well, whether or not I can afford it, whether or not okay. I can keep doing it or maintain it. Okay. Okay. And then what do you think is the most important action to take in terms of providing long-term success for this organization? Um, well, I've already started to do that. Um, I've, I've, I've talked in trying to negotiate a more reasonable rate and okay. I, I think I have that, but there are other people involved because as a subcontractor, now I have the person who's then working with me. Do you understand that? So mm-hmm. I have the person that then is paying me so then I mm-hmm. can pay the company. And so now I have to deal with that client and say, look, my rates are going up and I've got to pass, and now, and I'm waiting to hear, and that's going to be dependent on what I do. Okay. Well, I think you've noticed, um, as I think we've all heard you say, price structure, affordability, and rates. And so what I would say that right now your orientation is in the performing mindset. It's looking at the cost structure. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I would suggest in in the cost structure is you're focusing on what is practical. Um, Right. What can we do to handle these costs? What are, what are the best measures of um, efficiency that we are using? And, you know, how can we leverage the resources more effectively? And what's interesting in the performing mindset is that the um, focus is on internal issues uh, because it's looking at the cost structure of, of an organization and the revenue stream. And what's interesting there is that sometimes when we're looking at the performing mindset, we don't understand what our alternatives are. And we think that it's a zero-sum game. That's just, I'm making up numbers. Let's say they raised 100 of something, and, and now they want 125 of something. So, I mean, the only thing you can think of is maybe trying to split the middle. But what we need to do is to think about new solutions. Right. So one of the right. things that might happen is can we expand the market in some way so that we can get economies of scale? Can we uh, alter the way we're doing things, create some new um, uh, systems efficiencies? Can we come Go up ahead. with other ideas so that we can broaden our discussion from just the cost to other areas okay. where we can find a mutually satisfactory solution where your goals so, are met, but your clients' goals are met also. Right. So let me, that's an interesting point because it's, it, I'm doing that in a different way. What I'm looking at is taking my, the work that I do, and mm-hmm. I'm diversifying. I don't just do one thing. I do radio, I do training, I do coaching, I do mm-hmm. writing. So what I'm looking at now, Mary, is instead of putting so many of my eggs into one of those baskets, I'm looking at diversifying what I do. Because this particular system I'm dealing with is not going to change. It's not. Okay. It's black and white. 
So I either learn how to work with them and, and have my client adjust the one that I'm, you know, the one that is some contracting to me, uh-huh. or I have to figure something else out. And right. I, I'm looking at other avenues for that client instead of going to the, the lead corporation. But at this point in time, that's the best alternative. Yes, and I think that the diversification is a wonderful solution. And I think that what I would say is, in that diversification, examine where the trends are leading you. Yes, So is it coaching, or is it training, or is it keynote speaking, or is it writing? Uh, So that that you need to not just diversify, just to diversify, because you may spread yourself too thin. No, you're right. The question is, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, the like you said, what I'm looking at is where is the market, mm-hmm. and what what I have found the perfect vehicle because of of what I'm doing that really speaks to where the trend is today and where the market is. Correct, and that's what I'm looking at. And part of that might be: can you find some business partners uh, or alliances that will either improve your ability to negotiate? Or improve your ability to diversify. Yeah, the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, in, uh, what we're talking about is performing in terms of where the client is, but most of what we've talked about in terms of your alternatives are in the challenging priority because it's looking toward the future, looking at trends, and seeing new business opportunities. But part of that also is: is there a new business model? Uh, and again. I don't know that there is, but it, what I'm trying to suggest is ask the questions before you narrow down your response and your alternatives with this client. Don't overlook something that might be able to, to serve you well. Yeah, I understand. Interesting. And I think the advantage here is that this is not looking at personalities. I, notice, right. I know a lot of people get into conflict because they believe that someone's against them or has right. an agenda Agreed. that's a different And that's theirs. not true here. Yeah. No, but, but what I think the value of the mindsets is, is that we're taking a look at things that are objective and then can be discussed. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. talk to somebody and say, what's your personality profile and know what to do next? But I can talk to you and say, what are your goals? And yes, if it absolutely. is maybe to maintain absolutely. a certain rate structure yeah. or yeah. have that rate structure it, only increase a certain amount, we can talk about that. That's something that we can negotiate and yeah, keep exactly. on a very objective basis. Well, and I think something, we have about two minutes left, but I, I just want to, there's something I want to mention here because I think so many people do what you said. Oh, the client's no good. Oh, they don't care. They're trying to mm-hmm. squeeze me. That's not true. I mean, they've kept my rates the same for all these years and they've been reasonable. Now, corporate has changed their strategy. They're looking at everything across the board, and they're saying, this is too low for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem is they want to go up 100%. They really do, and they can mm-hmm. get it. But because I've been grandfathered and I've been with them so long, they're, for, at least for this year, they're going to give me an increase, but one I can live with. But Good. the handwriting's on the wall, Mary. They may not do that next year. So that's I why I am looking out. I'm looking at other things now. And I think that's wise. I mean, again, you know, be as loyal and, and contributing the value to a client as you can, but right. also keep the options open. And, again, think of more than one path. 
because things change so rapidly now that we really okay. have to consider multiple solutions and multiple ways forward. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. And um, to stay on the line for a minute, tell people how they can find your book, which is Brilliant or Blunder. Well, it is on all of the book sellers, uh, whether that be Amazon or Barnes and Noble. If you just put in Brilliant or Blunder, you'll find me, and you can have it as an ebook or a print book. All right, Mary. Thanks so much for being on the program. It's been it was a real great. Pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, stay on the line for a minute. Thank you. All sure. right, folks. Coming up next is our next interview right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.